Welcome to episode 96 of Inside Job with V and Pam. This week, we're talking about living big. That's B-I-G, an acronym borrowed from Brene Brown's work. V and Pam talk about what it really takes to create change in our lives and relate the B-I-G acronym boundaries, integrity, and generosity to our discussion last week about Pam's experiences in the month of January. The bottom line, doing this work is work. And when we recognize that, we give ourselves the space to live from a place of boundaries, integrity, and generosity for ourselves and other people. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Hello and welcome to Inside Job with V and Pam. We're here to share and discuss ways that we have found joy, meaning, self-love, and purpose in our life journeys. Though our lives have unique trajectories and we all have our own experiences, one truth remains constant. Change is an inside job. Our wish is to share at least one spark that lights your inner flame, helping illuminate what's true for you so that you can find your next right steps. Hey there, this is Virginia. Before we head to today's episode, I'd like to tell you about a couple of offerings from Vila Bassi Transformational Coaching. The first is a free oracle card reading. This is a brief introduction into the ways that oracle cards can bring you clarity and help you remember what's most important to you so that you can find your next right action along your life journey. The second is a mini coaching session. If you're curious about coaching or cards or just have a couple of questions before you dive in deeper, you can find the links to both of these in the show notes, and I look forward to meeting you for a card reading or a quick chat. Hi, Pam. Hi, Virginia. So glad to be here with you today. I feel like I say that every time, but you know what? It's always true and it's always genuine. Well, I am really glad to be here with you today too. And and I feel the same. And I think... Um, I think it just feels even, even more poignant, um, for some reason. And, uh, we'll probably get into that. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling a lot of feels and I'm also feeling a lot of gratitude. So, Mm. you know, that kind of goes in these, like, there's just high points to it. So it kind of goes in waves. So I'm in a kind of a high point for that today. Astrologically for whatever this is worth to you or to anybody who's listening in the last week. Well, in the month that was covered by the holidays and kind of Capricorn season, um, Mercury was retrograde and Mars was retrograde, not for the whole time, but for a good portion of it. Yeah. And if anybody is astrologically inclined here, you know that when the planets are retrograde, it, it brings a whole different slant to the energy they bring to the table. Um, and 
both of those in the past week or within this period of time, it's been in the past week, both of those have switched back. It's called stationed direct. They've Mm. both gone back Mm. into the part of their orbit that is that is they're supposed to be in quote unquote. Yeah. Um, and I've talked to so many people who are like, boy, I don't know if spring's coming early or what, but I feel so much better. And I'm like, well, yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Some people just don't get into that, but I have noticed the same in myself. Something's lifted and I'm like, okay. Yeah. That feels better. Yeah. Ooh. Hmm. For whatever that's worth. Oh, it's, I just got a mental picture. I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with all of this, I'm going to ask you, how are you being? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to take what you just said and, and tell you in a in sort of picture form. And that is that it has felt like a tumultuous month already. And we're about three weeks into the month as we're recording this three weeks into, yeah, three weeks in. And I started out the month with, here's my, here's my metaphor. Here's my picture, like a boat that on calm seas. And I, and I was feeling all the energy of those calm seas, like, Oh, I'm taking this in. This is just so beautiful. And, and within a week or so, everything switched. And it really felt like I was in high waves and it just felt like there was a long stretch of those high waves. And I, I, I was like, where are my calm seas? And so today, this week, another week, it's sort of like what a difference a week makes, what a difference a day makes sometimes, what a difference a different thought makes. Um, but today it feels like the seas have calmed down and the boat is only rocking a little bit, but it is so much calmer than it was a week or so ago that I really, I really feel like, oh, it's that cycle. And, and I'm not going to be at anyone for too long, but it was just that, it's just sort of that beautiful reminder of like those calm seas are for a time. And so, and so are those waves, but I really have kind of always been the person that denies how bad things are or how hard things are. And I was, I started to get into that kind of thing where things were hard and I was like, Ugh. but I, I kind of let them be hard this time and, and talked about it a bit. And, um, and it turned around, you know, it turned around like it always does. Um, and most of this is the emotions I'm feeling about it all my thoughts about it all. <laughs> right. So, um, I don't think the goal is to always live at, you know, a calm sea. It's to be able to like, make sure my boat is got all its need uh, because that's that all I need. And that is really like me, that core of me that I have uh, gotten to in the last, you know, few years. So, but that was a long answer in a good way. I, 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 I literally just had that picture as soon as you, you, you asked me that. Cause I was like, oh Yeah it's, it's, it's how things feel at the time. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's it. That's how I'm being. Seas are okay. Seas are starting to level, but there's still some movement in, in a way that feels like this actually feels like 
not too calm, not too tumultuous. This is kind of life right now. Yeah. Oh, so, so beautiful. And you know how I love a good metaphor. Oh. And that was absolutely exquisitely. Oh, thank you. It exquisitely picture painted yeah. a picture exquisitely painted. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I hear every bit of it. I, I've only been there. Huh. I've only been there like a million times. <laughs> and how many this month, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What day is it? <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you for that space. And I, I really think that's such an important part of us working towards, um, you know, our own kind of internal need and balance and, and all of that. And so let me turn it around and ask you, beautiful V, how are you being? I am being... I am being relatively healthy, recovering from a round of COVID that Mm -hmm. snuck up on me like a thief in the night, um, literally less than a week ago, and um, feeling thankful, feeling feeling resilient, and um, also feeling inspired to dig into what you were just sharing. I thought a lot about our discussion from last week because it was such a contrast to what we had talked about literally the week before. So our two weeks ago recording was um, the podcast that I, that just got published. Geez, this is, (laughs) I get so tricked tripped up with these podcast timelines because we don't publish the same day that we record. It doesn't matter. We went from talking about word of the year. Our third word of the year podcast was about our reflections. And it it felt for both of us very grounded and very forward-looking and very optimistic. And then you gave some really beautiful, eloquent insights um, into what you were looking forward to in this year. And then when we talked last week about change and novelty and at what cost are we bringing old things with us into a quote unquote new year? And is it even a new year? You know, what's the hype around that? There was such a contrast in your, in your energy and in your being just in a week's time. And then I know I don't believe in coincidences. I don't know if you do, but um, as I was thinking about our conversation, I heard a Brene Brown podcast and you know, I'm a big fan. And she talked about this acronym that she started with a few years ago called living big. And the acronym is B-I-G. It's boundaries, integrity, and generosity. And as I was listening to her and as I was thinking about our conversation and talking about the cost of living in our old patterns and and the cost of breaking those old patterns and the amount of energy it takes and the amount of consciousness it demands of us. And the the practice of revisiting our internal compass every day 
and resetting that to the frequency we want to be at. This is, I mean, we could talk about it like, oh, reset your frequency and you're a compass, I'm a compass, we're all looking to face north. We could paint pretty pictures and do all those things. But the truth is, when you dedicate yourself to doing this work of changing yourself, it is hard work. It takes energy. It takes commitment. It takes consistency. It takes determination. And we all think it's going to feel amazing. And it doesn't. It doesn't feel amazing. Sometimes it feels really crappy. A lot of times it feels really crappy because we are detoxing energetically in a way from the patterns that used to serve us and keep us safe. It's like, here's a visual for you. I don't know if you've ever watched that show Hoarders, but I find that morbidly fascinating because I always wonder what, where's the line? Where do people cross the line from, yeah, I'm going to just take in this stuff in case I need it, to like, oh, no, don't throw away that. Don't throw away that stack of newspapers because I might need that sometime. Like, there's not even a rational thought at a certain point about whether somebody's going to keep something. It just becomes a hoarding situation, and it becomes unhealthy, and it becomes toxic, and Where is I going with hoarders? Hmm. I don't know. It's gone. I was building up to it, though. I know it was something. Oh, coping. Thank you. I think it's a coping mechanism, really. And it It is a coping mechanism for safety and security. Very, very unhealthy. But, but literally, that's that's what they need at the time. Yeah. And every time I've seen that show. They send in a professional to help the person rebuild some sort of emotional connection to themselves so that they can start to let go of some of those things. And I've watched this show with tears in my eyes because I see the I see the hoarder like panicking that people are taking away their stuff and it's trash. Like it's, it's, it's literally toxic, moldy garbage. Anyway, when we detox from those old patterns energetically, we're stirring up all kinds of toxicity, and that's why it feels crappy. When we get to the other side of it, and we can be in the less choppy waters and go, oh, I'm so glad that I made it here, right? That's when we feel the relief. But when we are actively doing the work, it's hard. And when I think about this acronym, Living Big, I think about boundaries, integrity, generosity. And I started thinking about that in relation to our most recent conversation from last time. And I had written down a sentence that you said, and it's this, when I start anything, when I start, it's hard. There's a push and pull, and then it becomes the new thing. And I thought to myself, well, there's the generosity. Pam is recognizing that whenever we bring in something new, or whenever we try consciously to change something and make it different, 
it's hard because there's a part of us that wants to go back to the old way that's comfortable. Even if we don't love it, we're familiar with it. So it's comfortable. There's a part of us that wants to stay there. And there's a part of us that knows it's time to do something else. So there's that back and forth tension until we rewire the nervous system, until the brain goes, oh, I guess this is okay now. I guess we'll accept this, right? It's like a a guard dog that gets to know somebody. The first time there's all kinds of barking and teeth. The seventh time there's still barking and teeth, but maybe not as much. The 27th time, maybe there's just some barking. And then eventually, hopefully, you can let the dog sniff the back of your hand and then you're welcome, right? There's the generosity, recognizing that it is hard and that it's okay, right? That level of awareness and consciousness is the generosity with yourself of, yes, honey, and it's okay because it happens every time, right? You talked about being true to yourself. You talked about recognizing what was working for you and what wasn't. You talked about allowing yourself to feel your feelings. You talked about embodying what really matters versus just talking about it. And I thought, oh, there's the integrity. There's the I. Pam is honoring her truth. Pam is honoring her essence. She recognizes what matters most to her. Even though it's not what's happening, that is her true north. And she is holding steady to that true north. And then you talked about speaking up. You talked about standing up for yourself and saying, this is not okay for me. And you talked about people hearing you. And I thought, hallelujah, there's the boundary. Because I know from knowing you as long as I have, that speaking up for yourself has been a hard thing for you to do. It's been a hard practice to cultivate. It's been a tool that you looked for for a long time and didn't feel like you had. And when I heard you say, I said out loud, I am not okay with this. I thought, ah, there's the boundary. There's the B, there's the I, there's the G. Pam is starting to live big. And my heart, as much as I was holding you close in my heart and cheering for you and and rooting for you and feeling for you and empathizing with you with where you were because I knew you were so uncomfortable in the first couple weeks of this year. And it wasn't the way you had seen it and it wasn't the way you wanted it to be. But our conversation last week paired with hearing this conversation between Brene and her sister and recognizing that you were in it and uncomfortable and trying that push and pull, trying to find your balance, and you were still doing it and you were giving it language and you were 
embodying it as as deeply as I was feeling for you, my heart literally sang for you because this is exactly what we talk about here almost every week. This is how it looks when we live it rather than just saying the words. And I really appreciate your willingness to talk about it again today. So I'm just taking it all in, B, because um, I'm a big person to talk about seeing our progress. And um, oftentimes we have to catch up to that. And so, um, and, and, and I see it in others all the time. Like I'm a really good progress spotter. Um, the, the smallest, simplest thing is like, but do you know, you did that thing because that thing will lead to the next thing. And, and by the way, had you never done that thing, maybe none of those other things would have even been an option. And so I really appreciate hearing it back from your perspective it, it felt messy. It really felt like I was living in my mind in my, in a way, my mind was like a hoarder house. And I, I, I so relate to that show and to those, uh, to the, the people that, um, are seeking help with that because there's lots of versions of what that looks like, which is I'm in my own world and I don't want anyone to interrupt it. And that's really how I lived my life for a very long time on the on the outside, it looked like I was sort of, you know, integrated and, and participating, but internally, all I could do was say, like, just leave me alone. You know, I just don't want to, um, I don't want anybody to know what it's really like inside of here. And, right. uh, and so I, I just love that you use that analogy. And I didn't know that, that you love that show too. And love it's, 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 it's painful and it's also connecting in some way. Yes. Um, um yeah. but but in terms of like the last few weeks, it, you know, here's, here's what I say is that I have started and now it's been years of acting and behaving and being generous with myself. And I don't always notice it in the moment, you know, really, it just felt like I'm doing the best I can. Um, but that's another thing that Brene says, Brene Brown, which is, you know, um, if we assume that people are, you know, doing their best, there's a different way that we look at people. And I think it's even more powerful when we assume that we are doing our best, uh, right? Like, uh-huh. I think that's the big leap. It's, it's, I can, it's, I can look at someone else and go, they're having a meltdown, dot, dot, dot. And they are literally doing their best in this moment. This is where they are when I'm having a meltdown. I just think that, you know, I, it, it takes me a step or two, but, but I am much better now at assuming that I'm doing my best. And I don't see it as a weakness at all anymore. I see it as a, a cry for help. I need something. I'm, I'm somewhat desperately unhappy. And, and sometimes it's fully out of our control. But I got to tell you in the last few weeks, I've been the equal participant in it. And I was sort of mad at myself. Like, yes, I'm mad at this situation and at these people. But for me, part of that progress is 
oh, I'm actually the driver of this and making this all happen. And unless I speak up about it, they're only going to think like maybe 20% of it is happening. Bingo. Because that's what I'm presenting. And that really goes along with me being a good little girl and minimizing and making all the things that are, you know, I'm having to handle or coping with um, very, very tiny and not, not, not even, you know, something worthy of speaking up about. Right. But I started to feel really uncomfortable and started to really realize, okay, it's not, it's, I, I should be, I should speak up about this to some people that are involved in this, but also I need to hear it for myself first that, so it's not, it's not blame everyone else. And, you know, I, uh, you know, they just don't get it. It's also not, well, you are terrible for not speaking up about it. It's a real even thing of there's something happen, happening here. I need to be the one to put the brakes on. I need to be the one to pause and disrupt this situation because what they think is happening and what I think, it, what I know is happening are very different. So my, some of my, you know, anger or resentment was really displaced, but, and some of it was righteous. Um, but it was more about how I was treating myself in yes. that situation. And that's really from all those tiny steps I've taken for now years. And it really started with those first steps of, I want to treat myself differently. I want to, I want to view myself differently. I want to uncover why I feel so disconnected from myself, you know, and then taking those first very painful, talk about starting new things. Those first steps just felt like I was trying to climb, you know, Mount Everest and I had no equipment with me. (laughs) So I was freezing and hungry and exhausted um, metaphorically, but it's because like, me having like a difficult conversation with someone in my life felt like I would rather climb Mount Everest without equipment. That's how much I avoided those things. And so, you know, things have turned around and, and again, mostly because I realized I wasn't really being generous to myself. I wasn't, I wasn't asking for help. I wasn't, uh, I was minimizing the situation and I didn't let it go on for very long. That's sort of, that's that little, you know, cherry on top of things of like, okay, be proud of this moment because you actually didn't let this go on for two or three months and build up to the point of, you know, I'm, you know, we're done, (laughs) you know, right. That's the kind of thing that can happen. That's the kind of thing I've done before. Um, yes. And then the other, the other people involved in the person was like, what, what happened? Because literally they only know, well, yeah, this and this, but is, is, are the, this equals that big explosion or that big kind of uh, removal from the situation? I don't want to live that kind of life. And I love that her, that Renee's acronym is big because really for decades, and I'm going to say until I was just about 50 is, you know, that's when things started to shift a little bit for me. And, and, and is that I wanted to be as small as possible. 
almost to be invisible. Like that was really my goal. Uh, and so to have the acronym be big and for it to mean those things, this really feels <clears throat> like it's great to kind of look back and, and, and look at the evidence of what we have done to get here. Um, and does that mean in two weeks, there won't be rough seas again? Absolutely not. <laughs> it means there will be, <clears throat> there will be, I know there will be, that's the other part. You know, I'm not looking for that, that calm little inlet where, you know, nothing ever happens. I'm not looking for that anymore. Um, I want to be in the roll up your sleeves, messy part of life too. Um, I just want to know when I need to get support and help for myself or when I need to pull back or when I need to, you know, make sure that my own needs are taken care of before I go in to roll up my sleeve. Um, and that's really kind of the biggest shift. And it, it comes up in these beautiful little ways because I did not know how unhappy I was until I started sharing it with you until I started uh, sharing it Be and I could hear the energy in my own voice. I could hear the franticness in my own voice. And some of this was probably outside of us recording and some of it may have been inside a recording, but it was, it was just this, oh, I need another human to witness what's going on in my heart right now. And I think it had built up to such a point and you are such a safe um, person with me. You are but here's the best part. And I hope everyone has somebody like this. And I think we are both very lucky to have a few people like this in our life. You're not only safe, but you will tell me the truth. Uh -huh. That is true safety because, you know, there, there is the version of it'll be okay. You're doing great. Everything's, you know, it, I'm sure it'll get better. And, you know, this sounds like it's really hard, you know, what are you going to do about it? Or what, you know, what, what do you, you know, what do you need, honey? Like, really, it was that kind of a response. What do you need? And it's just jolted me out just being able to unload it without knowing I was coming to our conversation to do that. <laughs> and feeling like, I was able to kind of un understand myself better. And, and really in the week after, sometimes it happens in that moment, but I will say most of it happens outside of that moment because then we start to really think about things and, and start to maybe make a plan and start to speak up, as you said, and, and start to say like, and what part of this is mine, by the way? Um, what part of this is old behavior? What part of this is familiar? All of that kind of stuff. Um, and that's where that generosity is the most needed. That, that assuming that I am and was doing my best and now I can adjust that because here's what will actually be best for me. Here's what, here's what I need because I don't want this to go on for a long time. I will no longer allow it to go on for a long time. Like that's, that's the difference. Um, and that's, you know, if I was painting a picture of self-love and self-acceptance, it's in the actions, you know, it's in how I talk to myself. Um, and so, yeah, thank you for the space. Thank you for the space today to kind of <clears throat> almost decompress it or, you know, process it <laughs> um, because it, there was a very big shift and, <clears throat> and I, and I have felt it and it just kind of 
set, set my boat right again. Um, so I'm so glad we're talking about this today. And, and thank you for, excuse me, sharing about Brene's podcast, because when I listened to it, I was like, oh, 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 I was doing that. Um, but, <laughs> but until you said it in that very specific way, you know, it was like, oh, it, oh, it, I was really doing that. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. And not, uh-huh. and not really noticing it. Um, but we need to have our own backs. You know, that's, that's, that's the, that's the basic bottom line for me is I've, I've got to be on my own side. I've got to have my own back first um, so that I can really live a big life and, yeah. and be <clears throat> what I will call full Pam, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I would love to talk about this more next time, if you don't mind. And I'm sure there will be a couple of other nuggets that pop up in between now and then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think there's more and, 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 um, and, and thank you again for holding space so beautifully in the last couple of weeks. And what people don't know is then you checked on me a few times and sent me just little texts, not, not anything to fix or solve me just to, just to say, you know, I really, without saying, I really heard you. That's what those texts meant for me. I really heard you. And I'm sending you lots of love. So to be continued, I would love that. Thank you, Virginia, as always for our time together. Um, And thank you everyone for listening. Pam, it is an honor to be able to spend this time with you. And I don't know how many people listen to this, but the people that I know who do listen really seem to appreciate what they hear. Yeah. I feel like this, what we talk about is just part of being human. Oh, yeah. And we are honest with each other in a way that is compassionate and loving. And I, it always makes me feel glad to know that people outside of just the two of us mm-hmm. also get it. Yeah. Because that's what I think is going to change the world truly. Yeah. And, and they are doing that in their way. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It ripples out. It yeah. ripples out. All right. Well, I will see you next time. You sure will, my friend. Take good care. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. To share your comments, your questions, your ideas, and to reach Pam directly, please email Davis at gmail.com. If you'd like to find out more about Virginia's work, please visit her website, www.vlbassi.com. We look forward to joining you again next week. And remember, change is an inside job.